Hi guys, welcome to episode 3 of the Push Pull Podcast and today we're going to be talking about training at home effectively without much equipment. Okay, so whether you are currently trapped in your house with the current uh, corona epidemic or if you're just forced to train at home because you don't have access to a gym, you can't afford a gym, whatever it may be, you definitely can train at home effectively and without a lot of expensive or uh, space consuming equipment. You just need to know a few things to be able to put together an effective program for you to reach your goal. So the first thing we're going to cover is the volume. The volume of your workouts is the weights times reps times sets of whatever you're doing. So if you did two sets of 10 reps on the bench press with 100 kilograms, you would times 100 by 10, 1000, and times that by 2, 2000, and that is your volume for that exercise and you would then add up all the exercises in your workout to find your volume okay when you're training at home without much equipment your volume is going to have to be a lot higher than at the gym in most situations because when you're at the gym you can you can use weights which really challenge your body you know you can you can use you can push on the bench press you can push on the deadlifts because there's pretty much unlimited weight plates there and you can always go heavier um, to keep challenging yourself but when we are at home we are highly limited in the actual amount of weight we can use um, normally just to our body weight or some extra additional resistance so because of that we need to make up for that lack of weight with volume and that is a way you can progress, that's a way you can overload, it's just not um, in the traditional sense, okay? So when we're looking at volume, you're able to get away with a lot more, because when you're using stuff such as resistance bands and um, bodyweight exercises, you're not going to be challenging your CNS anywhere near as much as you would be when you're whacking, um, whacking on three plates, four plates, five plates on a deadlift, for example. So in that respect, you can do stupid things such as German volume training daily. And so German volume, to- German volume training is 10 sets of 10 with a minute's rest between each set. You can do gauntlets where you go 20 pull-ups, 18 pull-ups, 16 pull-ups, down to 10, and then all the way back up to 20. You can do these crazy high volume techniques that you normally wouldn't do at the gym because of the actual movements you're doing being so much easier to recover from. So that's the first aspect that you need to think about when you're training at home. Your volume is going to have to be a lot higher than it was at the gym because that's what you can recover from. You still need to challenge yourself. Along the same sort of lines, the next topic is going to be intensity. Just because you're training at home, it doesn't mean that your intensity needs to be through the roof or a lot lower. So what I mean by that is a lot of the times when people transition into at-home workouts from training at the gym, you, you know, they, they could have had the best training program at the gym, they could have been doing everything right. As soon as they get home, they start doing all this jumping around burpees and squat jumps and everything they can think of to make themselves sweat and get their heart rate high. And they just seem to forget all the programming principles. And that first that first option I mentioned is really good if you just want to burn calories, yeah, whatever, do, do what you want, you're moving, you're going to burn calories. But if you're looking to progress and reach fitness goals, then that's just not the way to do it. You still need to be aware of your intensity, you need to be aware of your programming. So don't just go intensity through the roof for the sake of it. 
On the flip side of that, your intensity doesn't need to be lowered. It shouldn't be lowered um, just because you're using less weight in most situations. For example, people will say, oh, I've only got bands, so they can't go heavy or they can't do things which really challenge themselves. But if you're telling me that you can use two parallel bars and handstand bars and do handstand push-ups for reps, that's not going to be intense. That's, that's going to be heavy. There are ways to challenge yourself with your body weight. And you still need to keep that intensity nice and high to challenge your muscles to, move, um, to, to grow. So your intensity can come in different forms. It could be that because you really can't make use of heavy weights, your intensity might be in the form of drop sets, mechanical drop sets, um, supersets like pull-ups into inverted rows, stuff like that, techniques like that, just to really fatigue the muscle in a different way. That is one way to keep your intensity nice and high without getting stupid with your programming. And the other way, like I said, is to do these movements which are going to really challenge you. You're training at home, get really good at calisthenics. Do handstand push-ups, do dips, do pull-ups, one-arm pull-ups if you can. You know, if you can't, that's where you're that's where you're aiming for because it's those things which is going to help you grow. That's what's going to challenge your muscles in the closest way to heavy weights would in the gym. Next up is your training split, and this is one of the few things that I would recommend changing when training at home to training in the gym. So, first off, in the gym, if you are doing a bro split which is chest Monday, back Tuesday, shoulders Wednesday, whatever it may be, one muscle group a day, doing that six, five, six days a week. Do not do this at home, in my opinion anyway. The reason I say that is, going back to the volume point, your volume needs to be sky high when you're training at home, and your intensity needs to be good, adequate as well. You cannot get the amount of volume that you will need to stimulate or maintain muscle growth when you're training a muscle group once per week. If you're hitting shoulders once a week, you might do a crap load of volume on that week, but you'll recover from it quite easily due to the nature of the training you're doing. And then, you know, there's a whole week where you're not hitting it again. You could be making up, you could be getting more volume in by splitting it, splitting it into a more intelligence bit and managing your volume a lot better. So what would I recommend? Push-pull legs is a good option and it's a lot of what a lot of people do at the gym. It means that your frequency is twice a week. You're doing one push day, which is chest, shoulders and triceps. You're doing one pull day, which is back and biceps. And you're doing one leg day, which is obviously your legs. And this is a good option when you're training at home as well because it's allowing you to hit each muscle group twice a week, which are going to allow you to get more total volume in. However, I still think there's a better option. If you could move on to something like an upper, lower, upper, upper, lower, so three uppers and two lowers, for example, I think this is a really good way of managing your volume and getting as, as much volume in that week as you can while still adequately recovering. Even further than that, a lot of people, including myself, have had success with full body workouts. It's never something I personally do in the gym. But when you're training at home, because due to the uh, intensity of the weights being lower and you needing to make up for that with more intense techniques, it can be hard to hammer away at, you know, hammer away pushing over and over and over again for an hour, hour and a half. 
So by splitting up, so you're doing 20 minutes of legs, 20 minutes of push, 20 minutes of pull, and then some arms on the end. By doing that every single day, you're recovering plenty each day, and it's allowing you to hit so much volume throughout the week. So if you've never tried full body training, or even upper lower training, give them a go, and I think you'll be pleased with the results you see. After that, we were talking about progressive overload. So I'm sure you've heard that term loads of times and you probably know exactly what it means. But just in case you don't, progressive overload is where you are progressively loading yourself more. So let's go back to our bench press example. If you're doing 10 sets of two with 100 kilograms, the week after that, you would try and do 10 sets of two with 102.5 kilograms. So each week you're trying to add a rep or you're trying to add some weight or you're trying to slow the tempo down to increase time and detention, or you're adding sets. Just week by week, month by month, making these small changes to progressively overload your body and encourage you to grow. And this is one of those principles that often gets forgotten when you're training at home. Because you're hammering away volume, you're hammering away intensity, people think that that's all they need to do. They don't need to track it, they just need to go at it and then forget about it until the next workout and that's not correct just because you're training at home your muscles still need the same stimulus to respond programming is exactly the same whether you're at the home or whether you're at home or whether you're at the gym so you still need to progressively overload yourself so if you're doing handstand push-ups and you can only get two because they're ridiculously hard in a week or two you should be getting three and then a few weeks after that, you want to get four because that's that stimulus is going to get you stronger. It's going to get your muscles to grow or maintain if you're trying to lose weight. And it's, it's, a, it's the fundamental principle of weight training. So why would you not do it just because you're training at home? So just quickly, we'll go over some ways to progressively overload at home. If you're using bands, you can move to heavier bands so that the weight the, the perceived weight, the strain on your muscles is going to be heavier or you can double up on bands so you're adding extra bands to the movement. Another way to progressively overload would be to use harder movements. So for example if you're doing a goblet squat you could go into a Bulgarian split squat. If you're doing a Bulgarian split squat you could go into a pistol squat and if you're doing pull-ups you could go into side-to-side pull-ups or one-arm supported pull-ups. If you're doing push-ups, you could go into archer push-ups or elevated um, assisted one-arm push-ups. You know, make the movement harder so that the perceived weight is heavier. Add more bands. Take the movement slower. So on a pull-up, you could go four seconds positive. So four seconds coming up, pause at the top, four seconds lowering yourself down, pause at the bottom. So then each rep is going to be taking you 8 to 10 seconds. That's a long time for each rep. So to do 10 reps, that's going to be well over a minute that you're moving for. And that time of detention is going to help you grow. So after that, once that's really easy, you can do an extra rep and add on 10 seconds of tension. Or you can just even go even slower, so 5 seconds up. There's so many ways to progressively overload at home. You just need to be smart about it. And our last point is going to be about periodization, and this is still on the ground of programming that people forget when they're training at home. A lot of people don't periodize in the gym, but everyone should be. And for those of you who don't know, periodization is going through periods of training uh, called blocks. 
which will challenge your body in different ways to encourage you to continue adapting rather than just getting used to the same stimulus. So this could look like a block where you're going for hypertrophy, which is muscle building. So you could have high volume in the rep range of eight to 12 reps, and you're doing very bodybuildery kind of movements. You could do this for six to eight weeks. You could then drop into a strength training phase where you're doing much lower volume. You're doing three to six reps. You're going nice and heavy. You're using nice big compound movements, your deadlift, your squat and you're really going for that strength. You're not really thinking about muscle, you're thinking about how much weight you can move and doing it correctly. Finally, after six to eight weeks of that, you, you could drop into a block for endurance. So in that case, you'd be doing 12 to 15, 15 to 20, maybe even 30 rep sets, really getting a massive pump in the muscles, really going for that sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, building up the waste product in the muscles, help, hoping it helps you grow. And then the goal of this is that when you drop back into the hypertrophy phase, you didn't get used to the hypertrophy. It's a brand new sim stimulus every time. And going into the hypertrophy stage, you have more endurance and you have more strength from the previous two blocks, which will allow you to further progress within your hypertrophy. So that's periodization. You need to do it in the gym. You also need to do it at home. Okay. So if you're training at home, you still want to periodize. For example, if you're starting in your 8 to 12 rep zone, like we said, for hypertrophy, this is where you could do harder variations of a push-up, for example. So you might do deficit push-ups uh, with some additional weight on your back, like a loaded up rucksack with books in it, where you're getting 8 to 12 reps each set. This is where you could do normal pull-ups, 8 to 12 reps each set, challenging yourself in that rep range. Then after that, six to eight weeks of that, you'll drop down into a strength phase. This is where you would do all the harder variations. So instead of doing Bulgarian split squats, you'd be doing your pistol squats. You'd be doing your handstand push-ups. You'd be doing your archer or one-arm push-ups, one-arm assisted pull-ups, all that kind of stuff that's going to make that three to six rep range really challenging. And then finally, you might go back up into normal push-ups, normal pull-ups, or assisted pull-ups, pike push-ups for your shoulders, all that kind of stuff to get, really get some endurance, 20, 15, 30 rep range kind of work. And then when you go back to your hypertrophy range, you should be stronger in all of those movements. So you can start doing harder variations in that same rep range. And every time you cycle through these, you should be getting stronger, you should be developing more muscle mass and looking, feeling better. So with very minimal equipment, everything pretty much stays the same. You just need to think about what you're doing and program your volume, your intensity, your progressive overload, your split and your periodization in an effective, smart way. And that is how you train effectively at home without equipment. Hope that helps. If you have any questions on this subject at all, need any help with home programming, send me a message and I'll always be happy to help and I'll speak to you soon.